0: Welcome to the Whiskey Congress, honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left, most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join Join the evolution.
1: Whiskey Congress is once again in session, and Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Um, How you doing, man? I'm good, man. You know, uh, just under the
0: gun and, and, grinding away, but I am, I am here. I woke up this morning, so I
1: can't complain. All right. Um, this is not intended to throw you under the bus, but knowing you had to use our studio as an office today because you were escaping. Uh, wow! Well, yeah, we don't <laughs> have mean, to get in that, no. but, um, but was, yeah. yeah so aren't we're... you glad we have a studio? My yeah. Friend. Yay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, both the U.S. and Germany are sending uh, Abrams and Leopard tanks to Ukraine. Um, I say the name of the tanks because I heard them. I know what an Abrams tank is, although I don't know what makes them the weapon of choice. Um, the Russians have said any tanks supplied to the Ukrainians will be considered fair game, which I think that's kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah, I de- right? I, don't, like, I understand. Like, How is this not a world war all of a sudden? <laughs> right.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I guess... You know, it's interesting. I was I was in Columbus, and there were two. I was in a cigar bar, uh, and there was these two guys were talking about the the Germany Russian conflict, and they were they were saying like, well, why don't we just go over there and you know wipe out the Russian troops, push them out, and this thing will be done. You know, I kind of jumped in and was just like, well, I mean, like that starts a way bigger conflict, and it, you know, like once we get in, NATO's got to get involved. And they're like, well, we're already sending money and weapons, so what's the difference? And I guess, like, it's, it's th- my only defense is, like, all right, well, you're not wrong, but Russia has not done, they as much as they talk, they haven't done anything to show, like, they, they say how outraged they are about our support of Ukraine and other countries' support of Ukraine. And then they say, if you do this, we're going to be really right. pissed. But they haven't done anything other than continuing to attack Ukraine. Like, once it – if we bring NATO into it, ourselves or another NATO country jumps in and we all get involved, then, in theory, Russia could decide that this conflict needs to go outside of the borders of Ukraine. Sure. Right, onto Europe. I mean, I doubt that they would try to come over here. And it would – it makes no tactical sense for Russia – to try to push this outside of the borders of Ukraine right now because they're not really doing a bang-up job there. Correct. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, they're, they're, just, they're taking a lot of losses. And look, I mean, Ukraine, the country itself, is is practically leveled. Um, you know, like they're holding on to a, some some key places. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding that's going to have to happen there whenever this conflict is over. But, I mean, again, Russia is facing way more of a fight and everything else than anyone thought, including myself. And so do they really have the ability to take a war on multiple fronts? And while I think they would love to drag a bunch of different countries into this and just make it a mess, um, I I just don't see how the, like, I don't think that that advances their position or anything else like that. Maybe they could, you know, they could convince China to jump in if everybody else jumps in, maybe, but again, uh, that's that's a big if because China has its own issues right now. Um, so you know, to your point, I guess you know Russia is is thinking somewhat tactically, and so as long as it's just us sending weapons over, doing the training, but not engaging in the actual fighting, then
1: we're we're still in the. I'm, I'm sure you're right. I'm yeah. sure they're in mean... a spot where they know they can't expand this. I mean, they're they're losing on the fronts they've got if NATO came in. You know, I wouldn't say this would be over fast, but maybe not. We thought this would be over fast. Uh, I, I don't I,
0: see the difference is though. You've got a whole bunch of poorly trained, like under armed people from Russia going into right. Ukraine, and you've got in Ukraine, you've got a much smaller number with better weapons, but a lot fewer weapons. So that I guess is kind of balancing out. Into sure. the stalemate, and if you throw in but if NATO's you throw in resources. a whole bunch of very well trained people with a very bunch of high end weapons, who don't need to take the time to train, it's just like all right, give us uh, the data yeah. that we need. That I think I w- I would have to imagine that NATO ends this pretty quickly,
1: right? And I defense, would think so too. I just, right. I, just I don't mean, want to oversimplify it because I, it's-
0: and and listen, war is always complicated. There's plenty. There's always the unknowns. The other aspect of that too. Is once you bring in the other NATO countries and it becomes a war that Russia feels is unwinnable, then does the nuclear option become like the real deal? And I'm talking about actual nuclear yeah, weapons it, and not, not just you know the Senate blowing up the filibuster or whatever. Right. So um, no. you know it's just just it, you know I think that's the other thing too because I think Russia likes to flex, but they 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 know what comes with throwing that particular punch, and it, it's it's as much as. They want to get all fire and brimstone. Do they really want to have to deal with the actual fire and brimstone that right. comes with a nuclear war? Well, and as much as Putin, uh,
1: you know, is is obviously not doing well. There's all kinds of talk about you know plots to overthrow him and whatever. So his paranoia level has got to be at an all time high, and you know pushing I, him into a corner is a dangerous thing because he does have the ability to use nuclear weapons. But and you gotta wonder, is this our fault, Jim? Did Putin listen to our show and get tired of
0: our... our, Wisecracks? Our wisecracks and decide... The time you said you no longer
1: wanted to go party in in Russia and the...
0: But that was after he decided to go into Ukraine is what no, I didn't No, want no, to no, no, no. You uh, said it
1: beforehand. I think it was when he started throwing his buddies out windows. I think that's when you said, uh, that's true. Uh, you know, maybe this is the that, Yeah, that's right. Because you were going to party with him and have Although he's been bears. doing that
0: for a while,
1: so yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, sure. you said this years ago. I'm
0: not sure what the line was where I was like, you know what?
1: That's one too many people thrown off a roof. flat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I don't think we caused it. Okay. Because I think we good. But someone did come by the other day and offer me some tea that I just drank. Is that a problem? I don't know. Sorry, that's a assassination joke if you didn't get that. Um, um, yeah, so anyway, I, I again, I'm, I'm sitting here confused. I'm watching this saying, okay, we're not even being covert about it. Like back in the, you know, when we were arming the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, we were at least... Yeah, but we haven't in been covert about so. it.
0: I mean, we've sent how many billions over there? And we have or have not been have. Like, okay. we, we've we've sent billions of dollars in aid in the forms of weapons, training, right. um, kind of doing in know, the open, support. Aren't we? Yeah, that's I mean, what I mean. It's not covert. It's not. Right. It, it hasn't been covert at all. You know, with this sort of thing, so it's like Russia's had plenty of time, and they've. Stated their displeasure with us doing that, but they haven't done anything again, about it. And I think it's
1: a sternly worded le- worded letter. And let right. Us know, I mean, and
0: because again, the reason is, is like, all right, what? Like, and I think in a way, Biden's just like, yeah, we're going to help him. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right. And Vlad is like, well, I'm going to be pissed is what I'm going to do. Right. You know, I and mean, he that's, us an angry letter. Exactly.
1: So, um, you know, all right. So moving on to domestic affairs, um, I don't even hey, know where to start. Go ahead. Real quick question. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, do you have any um, confidential, top secret documents here in your house? I'm going to say I don't know. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to go home and double check myself. Because apparently it's the thing to do. Apparently in it is. Washington D.C. and we both spent time there, so it seems like we may
1: have something. I, someone might. Yeah. I, in, all, in all seriousness, when this first <laughs> broke down with Trump, I was like, "This is ridiculous." You know and and I stand by everything I said about him being an obstructive fucking ch- obstructing child and whatever yeah. I I'm offering no retraction of what I've said about Trump on this I don't retract what I said about Biden I'm like very confused and now it happens where they go tell Pence like make sure you're clean he sends his lawyers to his home in Carmel Indiana I guess right. and oh sorry I've got some classified documents here I I am starting to think maybe this is the norm I do think that lots of times, <sighs> So, how far do we go back? I mean, like, obviously, you got to call Obama. I you mean, know. Barry, what do you got? H.W. Bush is dead. Reagan's dead. I think you start with the last living president and vice president. So, you tell wh- me Dick wh- Cheney God. doesn't
0: have shit? Oh, God. I mean, I think people, like, I, I think everyone's like, don't even call Dick. Right? Don't even call Dick. <laughs> yeah. um, do we, <laughs> somebody call Carter? <laughs> He's still alive. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, bud. Yeah, what's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but see, uh, Can you, you know, stop building and, and, homes for Habitat for Humanity and check and see and if, if you've you got any new classified documents? documents.
1: It, it's, it is to the point where I think we need to get rid of the special counsels and literally have a bipartisan task force. Like, okay. Everybody who's got classified documents, right.
0: turn them in. Yes. And, well, you know, and I think you almost like, will you be able, to, like, so does this mean, like, you know, someone pointed out, like, all right, well, essentially this means that Trump is going to get away with what he did. Yeah, And, look. My, my concern with Trump was not only – it was more – all right, dude, you, you – the way it was described was just that – and even his backtracking makes me somewhat wary because he's like, yeah, I had classified folders. I kept all the folders, and they were all over the place, but the folders were empty. Right. And it's like, well, when did they get empty Donald, right, right, right? like, did, were they empty when they left the White House, or are they empty now, na- or right. is this recent that they became empty, what happened to them, right, like, what was in those folders, um, then you also have the thing with Trump where they asked for him back, and he didn't give him back, and then he said he did, and then the lawyer signed off on it, like, Trump's is more complicated, and if anything, every, you know, everyone who has classified documents, right, that we know of to this point and that we maybe don't know of, right, maybe say, all right, well, doing it the way Donald does it, did it is probably not a good idea, even if we're in his camp, so we'll be, we'll play nice and make sure they get everything back, and I think if they do, it, in, in those instances, you say, all right, like, you get the slap on the wrist and you move on, you still have to do something with Trump because of the way he acted, but then at the same time, is it worth the political headache, of, of pushing it with him. Now, look, everyone who is very anti-Trump is gonna say you gotta pin this guy against the wall or, or pin this guy to the wall on, on everything. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree, but at the same time, I think there's the, the very cliche phrase, you gotta pick your battles. Um, and so, even if you, like, what does an obstruct, uh, you know, you gotta look at the penalty for the obstruction charge. What is it? How far are you going to take that? Because if you're going to charge him with it, he gets found guilty, and it allows him a platform to talk about him being persecuted, but there's no jail time associated with it, then what did you really do? You know, I right. mean, there's the, well, in the annals of history, we have to document it. Uh, okay, that's doing great so far. You right. know, I, I just, I, I don't know. Um you know, I just – I don't know. And, and again, Biden, Pence, and I'm sure somebody else will come forward with classified documents have muddied that water to the point where, yeah, I, it, Trump probably does end up walking. Um, I just – I don't see Merrick Garland pursuing charges now that he's got a – you know, he's got three special counsels out right. there. Or, you know, he's got two. We'll probably have a third with Pence. And then who, who else knows is uh, coming like, down the a-
1: pipeline – Oh, yeah, I got some, too. Like, come on. Bipartisan task force, I think, is the way to go at this point. Like, we're dealing with this whole mess. I do want to say one thing that's going to sound like it's a defense, and to a degree it is. These guys, meaning the Bidens and the Pences of the world, when they hold office, they are typically given a state-funded office to utilize. And they get to keep them for, I think, for as long as they want, basically. So the fact that Biden had an office at the University of Pennsylvania... He may well not have been... I it was the University of Delaware. I thought it was Penn. Man. I think he had some in his house in Delaware, but I thought the University of Pennsylvania oh, was... God. Either way, he had an office that he probably was given as a vice president that he may or may not have used more than twice, but probably still maintains possession, may even have a government-funded staff that does who knows what for him. Obviously not figure out what's wrong with this hunter, and we'll get to that. But that kind of explains like how this could happen. You know, the office them of in touch yeah my point yeah. the other point is picking your battles. Trump's biggest legal battles are really in New York State and in Georgia. So I know that's completely separate from the Department of Justice, but if I'm them, I'm sitting back and going I don't need I don't need this to you know put Trump into legal jeopardy because two states are doing it for me.
0: Yeah yeah I mean and and there's uh, there's also it's Trump. Right. Like this guy right. <laughs> like seems to like, yes, he keeps getting out of it, but he seems to also keep walking into it. So the question is, like, is 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 this the right thing to go after him for And Look, I mean, I think if if it's if we're just looking at it, you know, in a in a, in a, in a tunnel or right. in a um, uh, in a vacuum, then you want to uphold the law. And if there's a law against the document against sure. removing classified documents, then you need to follow that law. But now you're running into this issue where now you've got a sitting president who did it and you've got the former vice president who did it. And and the know, sitting president who did it when he was a former vice president. Right, like the, all of a sudden, it's just like, what the fuck? So I, it's, it's, a, it's a tough call. Um, and because of the Pence and the Biden and whoever else could be out there, does that impact the way they look at the whole Trump situation? It shouldn't, but it might. And if it does... I don't know if it's the end of the world. It is frustrating because, again, I think Trump does pose a risk because of his his lack of professionalism, his 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 you know sort of self, his very self-centered. If it's good for me, it's 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 the only way to go. And and you know, I mean, we know he's got relations with the Saudis and everything else. And it's just like, did you? Like, even if you didn't intend to, did you expose us, right? Like, Mar-a-Lago is not the White House. It's not, like, it's, you've got security, you've got uh, Secret Service, but that's for you specifically. And when you're not there, right, even if you're in a different wing of Mar-a-Lago, like, how secure are those documents? And, you know, like, listen, the U.S. isn't the only country with really good spies, um that that are very well trained to be able to get in and get out of places unnoticed undetected and so you know mar-a-lago like we know that there were spot there have been spies at mar-a-lago like there were there was an asian woman um you know there was a a, another person of you know uh, russian orientation or whatever that, that that got booted out of the country so i mean i'm just like there's there's definitely risk there, right? And I don't know, like the offices you were talking about the, for the vice president, if the vice president's not in those offices, how secure are they, right? Like, so the, the, the security question and the, the classified documents is, is the biggest sort of thing. What were those classified documents? How exposed were we? How exposed were those documents? And, you know, what do we sure. do about it now?
1: I mean, these are hard and, fucking questions and that's to why answer. I, that's what I'm saying. Task force and, and one of their big roles has to be risk assessment. Okay, this document, you know, is realistically, it, and this is, again, not a defense. It, I'm still not giving Biden anything of a pass. But realistically, the stuff he had in his garage in Delaware probably is, has lost relevance. I mean, whether it's not, it's, we don't know. But, I just And, and there's but, no way to say. There's there's just not. Which is why we need a task force right, exactly. to go in and literally, okay, this is the wheat report from Russia in 1999. Okay, that's not really relevant to us anymore. Right. Um, so But it might be classified. And I was listening to something. Uh, it was John Stewart, and he was talking to an expert on this. And they basically said, when in doubt, the government classifies everything. Because if they classify it, then it's under their control, and they don't need to have a rationale for... These are the things that make it require classification or top secret or whatever. So when in doubt, they put the more conservative tag on it because you can always undo it, but you can't. Un- you can't put something out there and then say, "Oh, wait, we meant to classify that." Yeah. So, uh, but this is causing the right wing to twist itself in knots as far as how this is the biggest scandal in Biden's whatever. Right. But I, it's okay that Trump did it. Pence—he's a nice guy. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, like Ted Cruz, right? Yes. Like you're I more mean, Ted
0: Cruz. We can, um, you know, we can go. So I, I just want to pull up Ted Cruz talking about uh, Joe Biden and his classified documents, and he also talks about Mike Pence's situation. Um, you know, this is from from Fox News. Um, he is he's talking to uh, Larry Kudlow, um, okay. who's the Fox yeah. Business yeah. News analyst or whatever. Um, but just listen listen to how he talks about Biden. Kudlow then asked him about Pence and and listened to the shift. And that that goes back to the the, the tap dancing that yep. you were speaking of.
1: ...problem to a very serious problem of criminal liability and, and major crimes. And so the FBI needs to search the University of Delaware archives, and they need to search Hunter Biden's home and business address. Um, just as an addendum to this, the news came out today, I'm sure you saw it, that uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, a friend of both of ours, he's found some classified documents uh, I think it is his home in Indiana, not in his office. Uh, what do you make of that? Is this different from the Biden story? Does this complicate the story? Are we going to continue the bull market in special counsels? I'd rather have a bull market in stocks than in special counsels. How do you see it, yeah. Santa Cruz? look the the mike pence story it's still early Uh, you know mike pence and as you noted he he is a good friend he's a good man he's explained where these came from what his office has put out is is that in packing up the vice presidential offices that that there were a couple of papers that were classified that were inadvertently put with non-classified materials that was a mistake but there's no reason uh to think it was anything but inadvertent that is very different from what Joe Biden has done. Joe Biden has given zero explanation as to how these classified documents got there, and in particular, he has given no explanation as to how he has documents from his time in the Senate. Listen, I. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um,
0: again, that, that I mean, you you could hear it right there, right? right? I mean, he's he's you know all hell to high water like we got to do a criminal investigation we got to search all over the country hunter biden right right like you can't talk about joe biden without hunter biden being brought into the mix um you know i told you earlier like at what point do you like if you're joe biden or the, or the team and you just like look fucking take him right like I, I just i personally am tired of dealing with hunter just do what you will with him right like and no father would do that to a son i wouldn't do it to my daughter but at some point, it's just like, look, at all you're going to find, I think, I, I say this and watch something come out today, uh, <laughs> Hunter Biden, but I mean, I've said it before, he's he's uh, he's an addict, he's got issues, going back to his mom and his sister dying, uh, his brother dying, he, uh, you know, Hunter yeah. Biden is a loser, a clear, right? Clear, clear, like, clear I mean, fuck he's, up. Uh, right, right, I mean, like, yeah, he graduated from law school and everything else, but like... You know, and, and you know his dealings with Ukraine and Burisma and China. Like, yeah, look into it. Yep. Look into it. Make it. I mean, at some point, you, you you do need to. That like they, you know, it's at some point. Like, yeah, you got it. You have to deal with it. I, again, my argument is that okay, but he's not anything, right? He's not in the. He's not working where Ivanka and you know Jared, Jared Kushner, Kushner and- are working in the White House, have access to the president on a daily basis. You know, like right now, like you know, Joe Biden is barely taking Hunter Biden's calls. I just, you know, it's it's obvious in common sense how you should deal with Hunter Biden. But they they're, they're hoping and praying that there's something there where you know Joe Biden makes some sort of a deal where he's able to use Hunter Biden Biden to to proliferate money or, or not proliferate money, but proliferate's the wrong word, but to you know take mo- extra money in or whatever. They're trying to take the train wreck that is Hunter Biden and turn it into a scandal that they can use to impeach Joe Biden um, which is obvious and which what I don't understand is like all right so you impeach Joe Biden and then you put Kamala Harris you know in the white house right, right? and you're not going to have enough time to then turn around and get her impeached so that Kevin McCarthy right. can then take over right like i mean like so what are we really doing here Right? I mean, and...
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm sick and tired of... But they're so desperate to link Hunter Biden to anything, so... um, We're going to jump this a little bit, because I read an article on on MSN, and the headline was, Hunter Biden and disgraced uh, ex-FBI agent uh, McGonagall's wife were shared emails or something like that. I'm thinking, well, I don't really care, but I'll read the story anyway. What happened was, this guy's daughter mcgonigal's daughter plays lacrosse with hunter biden's daughter and they're both in the same lacrosse league like team emails like hey today we got a game against whatever prep yeah that's
0: that's That's the the connection
1: that's the connection like are you fucking kidding me you're just doing anything to jam hunter biden's name and something related to McGonagall was involved with the fbi russia investigation to trump i don't know to what degree my understanding is not much
0: but uh, it's all—I I don't know. He was—he was involved in that investigation. And then he got tied to Russian oligarchs, right, Yep. And, you know, so now he's—you know like he, going to jail, right? Like, and he was—you know—like, oh, well he had it out for Trump, and he was the real Russian asset all along. And it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, okay. I don't know how else to. Yeah, you're right. Um, but that doesn't just right. count <laughs> like the other aspects of that right, whole right. thing. But
1: okay, fine. Um, but the attempt to link this guy to Hunter yeah. Biden in an absolute meaningless article, and what drives me crazy, I know I've said this a hundred times on the show, 90% of the people will read that headline and just go, ah, I knew it. yeah, And that's it. And they won't read the article.
0: And then that will be a buzz all across social media,
1: right? Uh, and it'll Hunter get, Biden it, it'll, in, it'll, in McGonagall. Yeah, it'll, it'll gain more and more steam. And before you know it, well, so-and-so with the fucking idiot bar is going to be talking about how Joe Biden was working with the Russians to do whatever. It's just, it's just fucking amazing. Yep. I um, mean, they, they definitely have that,
0: you know, make, make a mountain out of a molehill. They have that down to a science and catch, spin and, and headlines and, catch and, and catchphrases and
1: all that sort of stuff. Um, if we can get Hillary Servers, Benghazi, and Hunter Biden into the same article, that's that's the triple crown for right, everybody.
0: and I'm sure someone's done it. You know, I'm exactly, sure someone yeah. has. <laughs> um, so moving on to something even darker. Uh, there's uh, this case out of Memphis. Tyree Nichols. Uh, he was a young man that was pulled over uh, allegedly for reckless driving right. in Memphis. Uh, there were five police officers involved, uh, and they say that there was some sort of incident that required them to essentially beat this man. Uh, to the point where he was in critical condition, and then he died three days later after after the beating. Um, from I don't believe that he had a criminal history or background. I looked,
1: I didn't find anything, so I can yeah, swear I to mean, it. And I don't,
0: I don't know that for sure, but he doesn't doesn't seem that. And it doesn't care. matter, right? Like it doesn't matter that he whether he did or didn't have a criminal background, because what's interesting is that I believe the the sheriff or the chief of police came out and said you know they said that he was the police officers who pulled him over said that he was driving recklessly but the dash cam footage doesn't support that he was driving recklessly so there are questions about was the stop even uh, appropriate or legal to begin with and then you have well they said well he tried to run away and he you know threatened officers but we haven't seen the body cam footage yet and so you know you've already got a story like you already said that you pulled him over for X, and there's no proof of X, right? So now you're saying you pulled him over for reckless driving, and then he ran. But if you, if the stop was bullshit, right, and right. the reason for the stop was bullshit, why should I believe that he ran and posed enough of a threat to you that five officers had to beat this kid to death, yeah. right? I mean he didn't die right there on the spot but he died 3 days later and I mean they be, if you saw the
1: pictures I saw the picture it was the video it's disturbing oh yeah just a picture alone you told me the, the video pi- was the picture
0: is in you... the video is gone um, that I saw and it's i guess there's going to be a big release uh, on you know today Friday um, but i I, I just i it's now the thing about this is that the police officers have been fired, they've been, you know, I think they're charged, charged. yeah, Yeah. they have been charged, and that is appropriate, right, Mm -hmm. it is absolutely appropriate, um, I think there is some concern like once the video comes out, how people are going to respond and react to it, um, I'm hoping that people, you know, I, I, that if they do protest, that it is very, very, you know, controlled and and nonviolent and everything else, um, but I think it may be... The, I mean, the, the police officers are, uh, again, have been fired and have been charged. Now, the reason why that's significant is all five officers are black. Understood. And we have heard very little from, you know, the the police union and the, what's their, their call, the fraternal for, order? Yeah, the FOP. We haven't heard anything from them, right, supporting these officers like they did for Chauvin and those guys and, and some of the other things. And... It's a pretty easy elephant in the room to identify, you know, black officers kill a black guy, then you know, we got no problem stringing these officers up and go ahead and laying them out, no problem. Um, and these officers deserve whatever they get in court, sure. right? The issue is, if these officers were white, same fact pattern, where would we be? Right? Would they actually be fired, or would they be, you know, suspended with suspended with pay until a further investigation? Because this happened on January seventh, right? And today is the twenty seventh. So in yep. twenty days, these dudes have been fired and charged. Right. Right. Um, Which so, again is the right thing to do. Right. Is the absolute right thing to do, but now it's just like, all right. So if the officers, like, in in these different instances where officers have been white, the typical format of the procedure, how it goes, they get suspended with pay, they're put on desk duty, there's an investigation, it goes to a grand jury, they're not charged, the officers get their jobs back, and it kind of goes on. You do have some instances, again, like Derek Chauvin and those guys, um, you know, there's a couple- How
1: long did it take for him to fire Chauvin? Do you remember? Because I don't. I think it was pretty quick. I I honestly don't, but I, I don't I know do that it was 20. 20. I don't remember it was twenty days. Like, I, don't, I don't
0: remember if it was if it was this fast, um, you know. But what 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 I do know is that 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 is a little. It, it's an issue in that that this process is correct because of what what we've seen. But the problem is in the, like what we what, what we know, like the fact pattern that we have. It makes sense that you would want to fire the like if you got a bad stop. And you beat this guy. He was unarmed, right? Right. It's just like why, it, you know, because the whole like, because like, all right, <laughs> he's unarmed. There's five of you. You guys beat him at no point in
1: time. Like you didn't shoot him, right? You didn't tase him. You just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. So it, why? I think we know the answer. He he ran, and they were like, "If you make us chase you, we're gonna we don't know if he you. ran." Okay. I, I mean, that, all right, that's, they're that's saying the that he ran,
0: but I I we like the, in I think. A lot of people are saying you got to, br- like, brace yourself for the body cam footage because you have to wonder if it shows that he even ran, right? Like, is it a situation where they pull him over, it's a bullshit stop. You know, you were driving recklessly. Dude, no, I wasn't. I was going the speed limit and, you know, driving right. down center and I'm dead sober. You know, and, like, look, you get pulled over for no reason, right? Like, and you're just like, look, I was doing everything right. What, Like, what right. could possibly be... And you give them a little attitude, right, which any, you know, the average, like, listen, I've seen plenty of white people that I know lose their shit on cops because they got pulled over for a good reason. I've been right. in the car, right? I've been in the car, oh, by the way, where the other cop is on the other side looking at me while the white dude is sitting there yelling at the cop, right? And I'm just like, I'm not the problem here. Yeah. Talk to <laughs> him. Like, what the right. fuck are you looking at me for? Right? I mean, I, you know, I've told the story multiple times, even on the show, I got pulled over for not having a front license plate, and they pulled me out and put me in the back of a fucking police car. So, you know, you, you, as just a regular citizen getting pulled over by the police, it disrupts your schedule, it's, it's unsettling, it's because you don't know, like, what the reason is, whatever. Um, so if this guy is upset because he got pulled over for no reason, right, and then their response was, well, since you're not being nice to us, then we're gonna beat the shit out of you right and then they make up some story about reckless driving and that he ran to cover their tracks but oh by the way you dipshit you have a fucking camera attached to your car and chest then they're going to have a problem which and the reason why I'm going with this is these dudes are fired and charged already yep and every and, and everybody on their side right on the on the police side, they they've seen the video so right. i would have to imagine if he actually ran and there was a legitimate altercation that would somehow, and I don't even know what that would be, but that would justify them beating him like this, that them getting fired and, and charged would not have happened as quickly, right? But that's already all happened. <laughs> right. So I have a feeling that the, the dash cam, between the dash cam and their body cam, it is not going to support this idea that he ran away and that he was such a threat that it warranted this right yeah because and again like if you are that concerned about the threat then all we hear is i was fearing for my life so i tased the person and then i shot them or i shot them or i i meant to shoot them or i meant to tase them and i shot them or i shot and tased them at the same time whatever like all the different combinations and iterations but it's it's not well, we
1: thought he was a threat, so we decided to put the weapons away and handle it like men and beat the shit out of him. I was going to say, there's, <laughs> there's, there's the real problem with that argument is, if you felt threatened for your life, a taser or a gun makes sense. You've got five guys against one. All of the fo- those five guys have all their tactical gear. There were also unmarked police cars, by the way. So, yeah, so I mean, I, that, yeah does, that adds an element, right? right because if you
0: just see... Like, look, if you're in... Yeah, exactly, right? Unmarked cars... You know, chase you down. Then the lights come on. And it's like, well, what the fuck, right? Yeah. Um, which that in and of itself is unsettling. Uh, just the case for the cops, right? There is no good case for the police, and I think this has been handled appropriately. But then the the I think the overarching issue is looking at some of these other situations and how they're handled. But then you also have the issue, because there are some people that are saying, see, there's not a problem with racism because these cops were black. Right. And and look, part of the talk you get um, as a young black male or female, um, I got this talk, was that, you know, like, look, when it comes to police, it's not, it, like, it don't matter if the cop is black, white, or other. If you got to deal with them, you treat them all like they could kill you. Because they all can and 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 have right throughout history, like black cops have been. There have been instances where black cops were even worse than white cops to to, to black suspects and the black people, and who knows why? Right? Who knows? It's a the the case to case thank like right? Right. Some people are doing it to curry favor with with the their white cops, yep. or, or they're just they they themselves are socio- sociopaths, right? And so, when it comes to cops, like, if you are one, it's not, like, a lot of these cops don't separate themselves as, I am a African American police officer, it's, no, I'm a police officer, I'm a part of the fraternal order, right. and so I've got to show that I'm one of the boys, so I'm going to treat black people just as bad, if not worse, than my white counterparts, because that's what we do. Now, that's over oversimplification, right. overgeneralization, not all cops are bad, not all cops think that way, but... That's what, like, that's in this particular instance. It's hard to imagine what else they could be
1: thinking. Other than, I think there's also an element of of mob mentality here, right? Where you're a cop, you come in. There's five of you, and one guy starts kicking the shit out of them. The right thing to do is go, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Control the suspect, and and I know there's cops out there going. And then it's funny because
0: you said mob mentality, and I think uh, what I immediately thought of was just the the gang mentality, the organized crime mentality um, of, of, you know, doling out punishment and, and running and managing territory. You know, um, you know, there's a guy we used to talk to on the show, Mike Wood Jr., who wrote a book um, talking about how, you know, police were, you know, the biggest gang in the country, right, in terms of, how they operate and how they view you know us versus them and how they view yeah. territory and things like that, and and this is this is an instance of that. Like this is this is you know really really dangerous behavior, and I think for everyone that says you know we got to support the police and stop bashing them, I think like look th- these instances, even though they happen in different places, like they're happening all over. Right. And even like, all right, so this is one incident and maybe you only have a few of these incidents a year that make national news. But how many times do you have stories that don't get reported where the person doesn't die? And maybe they because they've got a, a, a record or something like that, they don't want to make it a big deal and make their life or situation worse because out of right. fear, out of all these other things, that things that don't go reported. Um, you, you know, so just the the the. This abusive behavior of police, where they abuse their power, they abuse the citizens, they violate the public trust, is what people are talking about when they say, "like, look, we need we need criminal justice reform, top to bottom, right?" right. And and you know, this doesn't even go into who the number of people we put in jail and the reasoning and everything else
1: behind it. It's also a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So people see these acts of violence. And truthfully, if this happened in 1990, there'd be a police report with five officers signing off on it saying, the suspect had a knife. I mean, they put a knife on Freddie Gray. Well, he had a knife. Yeah, in his pocket that you right. found after you critically injured him and ultimately and it was, was death. It was a pocket knife. Exactly. So, But I'm saying that without body cams, without... You know, I don't know where the video you saw came from. Was it a body cam or dash cam or was it a person t- uh, I,
0: I, I honestly don't I, remember. I, I haven't seen it. I, like I don't know. But um, either way, in 1990... I don't want to reference it too much because it's gone and who knows if it was actually real. Okay. But, it,
1: you know. Um, but again, in 1990, this has been a police report with five officers signing off on it saying, we were attacked by the suspect, we used reasonable force, and no one would do a thing except for this kid's family who would say, yeah. this is bullshit. And in 1990, they would not have gotten traction. These right. officers probably would not have faced any disciplinary action. Maybe suspended for investigation, and then whatever. And now they're, you know, I mean, look, fired I, and going to prison. I mean, I, you know, when I was in Chicago, there were horror stories
0: about Chicago in the 90s and the police and what they did to, you know, suspects in custody. You know what they did outside of, and, and you're exactly right. Like the idea that there would be any punishment at all. Um, because and the, and the reason why I can reference it is that some of those you know higher ups from that time were beginning to sort of have to. Ha- there was a, sort of a reckoning, right, where some right. of those guys were starting to get charged because things were being uncovered, um, as you know, innocent people were 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 being uh, uh, vindicated and, and let out of prison, and then they would go back and look at the investigations and. You know, there were multiple officers that were, were uh, uh tied to multiple cases of people being um you know falsely imprisoned and everything else. So so there's there's a lot there. We've talked about this a number of times on the show and it's just it's still something that, that needs to be addressed. Um and the you know my one big hope now is that you know people see this video, you know, go out, say something but keep it, you know keep it don't don't hurt yourself or the cause by you know letting a protest get out of hand. Sure now some of that is out of their control because again you've got these bad actors even if they support the cause that would you know that think violence is the answer. You've got the people coming in that are plants um, that want to see these protests turn into something violent so it could be used by the conservative right to say, see, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all that, and start that other stuff. Right. So you have to be careful on how you approach your protests to this because there are just other elements and variables um, that could turn that into a bad situation. Um, you know, and we're still, see- we're still hearing about, you know, when people were protesting about um, George Floyd and the the violence associated with those protests, even though we know that there were many instances where there were there were people going out and intentionally, um, you know, starting fires and and creating havoc to for the very building, you yeah. know for the very reason that that we just said to make to make sure that those there was some violent aspect to those protests to
1: to delegitimize them right to hurt their right. credibility, yeah. And, you know, people run from the cops because they're afraid, because they hear about people getting killed, and then the violence towards the police gets worse, it's it's just, it's, 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 it's going to snowball effect, where it's going to be, you know, I've talked to multiple cops at the bar that you're well aware of, and like, we can't do our jobs anymore, it's not fair, I'm like, I'm not going to say to this dude in a bar who's got a gun on him probably, like, oh, you can't just... what the fuck you want without accountability anymore gee I'm real bummed for you like we give you a gun we give you a badge we give you the ability to take away someone's freedom albeit potentially temporarily with that comes the responsibility of not abusing that power and we're in this era we're now seeing police being held accountable for abusing their power but that doesn't bring this kid back to life right Um, Right. so right. speaking of bringing people back to life Damar Hamlin is still alive. He never died, and yet, oh, okay. Sorry, I missed missed a topic. I'm being whiteboard uh, corrected. Last week, you brought up the um, ATF overreach. Uh, yeah,
0: ATF came out with a new rule changing the designation of uh, braces for uh, pistols and turning you know pistol AR you know short barreled AR-15s into short barrel rifles, re- requiring a specific tax stamp, um, and it, you know, my, my concern with this is, again, is what it does, right, to per, a person who before, prior to this rule owned a firearm legally and then because of this rule owned a firearm illegally. So think about this. There's estimated anywhere from 4 to 40 million people that have AR-15s, that are shorter than, I think it's- 16 inches. I 16 think. inches, right? That have a brace on the back, right? So that, and they've tamed this braid to say, if you right. have this, this is the same as a stock. And if it's under this length, then it's now a short barreled rifle and you need a specific tax stamp for that. And so you have 120 days to get that tax stamp. And if you don't get it at, if you don't have your tax stamp by this point, then you are now, you know, you now own an illegal weapon and you are, you know, get caught. It's a felony. Here's the issue with that. If there's, let's just, let's just split the baby and say there's 15 million, right? All you right. know, they're saying there's estimates up to 40, like it, they said, it's a minimum 4 million, but up to as many as 40 million people who need to submit to get this in the next 120 days. Now it's even less than that, like a hundred days or whatever. But they need to submit this paperwork, right, to get that tax stamp, um, to make their gun legal. Okay. How long do we think it's going to take the ATF to process fifteen million? Million. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I want to back this up because hold on, just I, I, forever. But I, would, the, would the ATF actually process it? Yes. Okay. And but, but the bigger point, in my opinion, is no, well, it's okay. not
0: because here's the problem. If it's it's gonna like the point is it's gonna take them a fuck ton longer than the allotted time, than 120 days to process these applications. It's going to take them if it's if it's 40 million, like the number is like it may take them close to 20 years to process this, right? Like, cause think about the number, like th- just just think about that number, right? And the number of documents, right, that would be coming in. And because you got to like take a picture of your weapon, you got to do all this sort of stuff. They have to look at that. They have to review it. They've got to mail it back to you, all this other stuff. Okay. So it's going to take them forever to process that. It's going to go well beyond that 120-day 100 day period. So by ha- me having, right, or a person having a, a rifle with, with a brace on the back, and even if you do submit your paperwork, well, once you get past that 120-day period, right, is he, can you go to the ATF and if they come and they arrest you, right, like if they if they decide like, hey, uh, you know, you're at the range shooting it and then they see it and then they come over to you and like, where's your tax stamp? Well, I submitted my paperwork. Well, this gun is still illegal for you to own based off the current law. Like the current law says you have to have that tax stamp prior to and in the current rule, there's nothing, there's nothing that says if it takes us longer than this period of time, you get grandfathered. It, like it, it doesn't say that. Like I'm just going by what's in the rule and then comparing it to what
1: the actual law is when it relates to short-barreled rifles. Well, but also this is the ATF, is an enforcement agency. Yep. And we said this last week. Like they don't get they don't get to they decide what laws. the law is. They enforce laws. Yeah. So if this is currently like their baby. They don't have any legal standing that I can think of. And I don't know the details as well as you, and obviously I'm not the lawyer. But Dan Crenshaw has actually issued, submitted a bill to basically check the ATF. Yeah. Saying that they've been overreaching for years. I'll be very curious to see how that bill is uh, treated. Because, you know, Dan Crenshaw is a guy we've talked about on the show before with mixed uh, opinions and mixed mixed thoughts. Um, I would think in this case you're a Dan Crenshaw supporter. Yeah, I mean it's I, I can't I, I can't not look at I mean this
0: I don't think that this bill goes far enough in my opinion. Okay. But I think it, it is it's something. And I, I do I do support this. Um I, I just I think I just I feel strongly about the Second Amendment. I feel strongly about gun ownership and and I've said this before, until the people who oppose guns and are anti-gun and everything else, like, have better solutions for the root causes of the violence that they're, you know, so worried about, right? then, I, I, like, I'm not willing to budge on this, and I've yet to see that. The other thing is that, I'm sorry, I just don't trust our government. What, like, we don't have good reason like, every, like conservatives don't trust Democrats when they're in office, Right. And there's not a progressive Democrat or liberal that trusts any GOP Republican person, whether it's Trump or Bush or whatever, when they're in the White House, everybody's a fascist, everybody's coming to put us all in jail and gulags and everything else. Like So none of us trust the government. Why the fuck would you honestly think it's a good idea to give up the weapons you have? And this whole argument that, well... The U.S. government, they've got jets and they've got tanks and they've got missiles. You can't defend yourself against them. Fuck you. And you know why I'm saying that? Because those motherfuckers in Ukraine had rusty AK-47s and fucking Molotov cocktails and held off the Russians until better weapons got there, right? And I can tell you, I can tell you between people that I know, maybe me included, maybe not, not saying anything one way or another, that we're way better armed than any of the fucking Ukrainians were, right? And so, and I'm not saying that I'm ready for a fucking revolution against the U.S. government, but what I'm saying is I'll be damned if anything happens in this country, and I go down without a fight. And I'll tell you what, something happens in this country where we do actually have to fight. Do you really want to be stuck with just a fucking shotgun and a fucking revolver? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Everything you've seen for the last five years— Right, like yeah, I'm sorry. Violence is out of control, and you got crazy fucking white guys going around shooting people. Apparently, old Asian men have decided to start killing people. What the fuck? Right, right. I, I, like, to... And listen, that whole thing in California has got me freaked out because that makes no. Do you know the statistical probability of having three Asian men over the age of sixty commit mass shootings in a, in, in a ten day span?
1: What I the only, fuck I, is that? I only knew the one guy was Asian. Yeah, all, all, three, all three. All three of, three of them. them were. Right? like so that, like that in and of itself has me like, what the fuck is that? Like, I, I let me, like, let me, let me check the fan Fanduel odds on that because I mean, like, was, if you just—that's a gross thing to say. I'm but sorry, what I'm but, saying
0: is, like, think about the probability of that. And I don't I'm, like people are just like, well, if we didn't have guns, we, like, guys, there is a bigger issue there than the guns, right? Well, oh, if they didn't have, well, if they didn't have guns, what I mean, like, whatever that
1: was. Like, what if they decided just, all right, they they could use fucking homemade improvised bombs, right? The the, the guns were purchased legally in California. Right. At least in the one case. So, Uh,
0: I think in two cases there were one, like, the one guy had a MAC-10. and I don't know anywhere
1: where you can have, he he had a MAC-10 with a suppressor on it. In California, (laughs) that's going to be a tough order to get. You're not going to be. You can't have a MAC-10 in California. With their gun laws, you cannot. I I don't. You know this. I
0: I suspect you're correct. I mean, it's a, it's a mag 10. The capacity is like the magazines on those are longer than the actual fucking gun.
1: But I'll bet they make a 10 round mag for them. I don't see how they could, right? Like just because of the way, the way it's built, like you couldn't even, I would bet it exists. It probably would have an extension on it, but either way, either way, (laughs) Do that a MAC-10.
0: <laughs> that would also be one of the dumbest guns of all time. It right? would be one a of Mac the dumbest MAC-10 with only 10 rounds? It's 10 solid. rounds and, and an extended clip that doesn't hold. Yes. I'm Shout out say- to MAC-10, the rapper at West Side Connection, by the way. I, I love those guys. Okay, Ice Cube, MAC-10. Oh. oh, okay. Not familiar with them. Um, how do you not know, Mag- How do you not know about Westside Connection? Like I mean, you, you, went on that NWA kick for I, a while, I, I where did. you were constantly telling me facts about NWA, and you never got to Westside Connection. I
1: never got to Westside Connection. It's a bad job out of you. Well, whatever. I'm not. A- <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is going down a whole different path. But um, yeah, so the anyway, world I'll- is mine, nigga. Get back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, so let's, let's, let's stay on this. Let's see where that bill goes. I mean, we'll see de- where that
0: bill goes. I mean, it's got potential because you've got a Republican majority in the Congress. You you could have some Democratic support uh, from that. From you, you, I could, I you know, I could easily see Joe Manchin jumping on that. Uh, who knows with Christian cinema? Um, there are some other. Yeah, I mean, there are some Democratic senators that could get behind sure. something like that. Um, especially if they exist in purple states. Um, so it's definitely something worth watching.
1: Um, and and I, I think I'm repeating your point here, but one of the real dangers of this is the ability for ATF to use it so selectively. Yes. Right? So when a Republican administration's in charge and they put head of the ATF is, you know, we're going to take out these gangbangers in the city, and they're just like okay, well, we were following this new ATF yes. rule, and so yes. we're targeting these guys. Right, and, that and that's to-
0: and 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 that's that's the concern, right? Yep. It's like you let a rule like this stand and everyone's like, oh, 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 it's for public safety, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing, they're not gonna go to where a majority of the guns are, which are like suburbs, the south, white guys out, you know. Idaho. Right. You know, like they're not coming. they're not coming to my neighborhood where, where all this shit is. They're gonna use that and finangle it to kick indoors of every predominantly black inner city neighborhood in the fucking city, and they're just gonna start wiping people out left and right. It is the drug war all over again, but worse because instead of drugs, it's guns, right? And I know guns are affiliated with drugs, but now you're just talking about guns. And like, that is a war, well, right? And that the- does not end well, <laughs> right? For those particular communities. And the risk of that is, is that that could in theory spread now. Because most of the white second two you know Second Amendment supporters and everything else don't give a shit about what happens in the hood and they refuse to ever make the connection to those people's freedom to and their freedom, right? Like they, they, you'll never see that support where it turns into an issue for the ATF, which the ATF knows by the way. They know that you know redneck Billy and and hood Jamal are never going to come together and high five and say, hey, we want to protect our rights right. together. They count on that. Right. right, Which is what makes this so fucking dangerous. And, like,
1: Whoa. everybody looks at me like I'm fucking a crazy warmonger. Well, but I think, the, the again, strengthening your point, when Joe Biden's in charge, realistically or not, the folks, you know, the militias in Michigan are thinking, oh, fuck, the ATF is now officially our enemy. They can come into our, you know, clubhouse slash camp slash whatever and just start taking away guns. And so, I'm not saying that's the intention of it. I mean, I I'm think saying. If
0: Joe Biden in charge, you still got the same risk of
1: them running it straight in the hood. Well, those are not regionally exclusive. Yeah. But, but it's again. But it's, yeah, I but mean, to your point. In terms of yes. the paranoia yes. factor of yeah. the right wing, uh, you know. Uh, so I mean, just,
0: look, for me, it's just it's something that we got to watch. We got to pay attention to. I know everyone's just like, we're better off with fewer guns. I just, I'm sorry. I, I don't agree because I don't trust. The powers in charge and i want the ability to defend myself the most efficient way possible these guns the second amendment it wasn't about hunting it never was um and if you don't think that i can't defend myself or some of these other people can't defend themselves effectively even against some of these government agencies you are fucking wrong and oh by the way we've seen it before right we've seen the fbi try to go in and say oh we're, we're gonna go and take and then everybody takes losses right like it, it, it's not good like it ends badly for everybody but I'll be damned if I go, if, if, if I, I just won't go out, just, I'm not going to just say, all right, well, I'll willingly do whatever you tell me right. to do, even if it's unjust or illegal. I'm going out with a fight. I won't go out on my knees, and there's a whole country, like, our country was built on that, by the
1: way. Yeah? Built on it. I I mean, I think we would probably go on this for, forever, yeah. but, but I do want to move on to the next couple topics, because we're, we're pushing the limit here. Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin. The ghost. Yes. So... If, you, know, you said it right away, right? Before we knew if he was going to make it or not. You said the anti-vax crowd is going to come charging through this, and I that did not click in my head initially. And you were validated before I could finish my first internet search. Yep. Um, and so... And not only did... I mean, because this has turned into...
0: Right, let's think about what this has turned into. They're now saying... There are people out there, and they can't they can't figure out exactly what's happened, but they've said that DeMar Hamlin is dead, that the person that was at the Bills game this past weekend, where um, the Bills played... Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They're saying that that person was a body double, or
1: I've seen people go as far to say he was a clone, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, did you see DeMar Hamlin do a clone? <laughs> yes. So we did an a, a, right. a, a, a Instagram post of him standing next to a mural of him going, here's my clone. Right. Um but,
0: like, like, they're saying it's either a body double or a clone that he's either dead or he's still in critical condition because there's no way he could have possibly recovered enough to have been at the game and made this miraculous recovery. And so, because of that, and we didn't see his face, that it is a conspiracy between Big Pharma, the Biden administration, I'm sure Hunter Biden, um, and the NFL to cover up that the vaccine killed him and that they have been able to convince the hospital in cincinnati the hospital in buffalo demar hamlin's family demar hamlin's friends the buffalo bills organization all the people that the body double (laughs) the 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 body (laughs) double all the people that demar hamlin played with in college and all the people that have reached out to him and have talked to him via facetime or on the phone or stopped by and seen him that know him personally every single one of those people are in on this big conspiracy that DeMar Hamlin is dead or lying in a hospital somewhere, and that they're using a bottled body double or a clone.
1: Uh, you need to see to, the, the exasperation on
0: Steve's face when he said "clone" to, to to perpetuate the idea that to cover up the fact that the vaccine caused the harm that happened to DeMar Hamlin on that fateful Thursday night.
1: So this to me is so amazing because uh, it's. They cloned a human. Well, there's that. that. That would kind of be news. No, but in this situation, you would think that... Uh, I, I, would, I don't know why I would think this, but if, if I was one of these guys who was saying, oh, this is from the vaccine, which I am not, and it's a dumb thing to say, and it was dumb in the beginning. But when this gets reversed, the fact that they couldn't just come out and say, okay, we still believe this, but in this case, that's not what happened. But no, you got to go foot on the gas, full government conspiracy, all this wild shit... And, I mean, Josh Allen got asked about it at his press conference, and he literally kind of said, I can't believe I'm answering this, but yes, DeMar is alive, and yes, I've talked to him.
0: I mean, Kyle Brandt, uh, you know, Kyle Brandt said point blank, like, look, there's, do you want to address the conspiracy or the theories that DeMar Hamlin is dead or blah, blah, blah. And you could see the look on, jo- on Josh Allen's face, like, are you... What? What? We like, have to do this. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and then people are like, "Oh, the video cut. The video cut. There was an edit. They edited it out. What did they edit out? Like it's all like." And the reality is, is now now you're getting to a point where I, I firmly like I, I think that there's a good chance that DeMar Hamlin plays next year. Yeah. I think. Right. I mean, like from from all accounts, right. Like so, <laughs> at what point, right, is like because I feel like next year, like he's you know at some point he's going to do a press conference and they're just not going to believe that that's him right, they're going to say it, it, it's pre-recorded, right, or something along those lines, or that it's a deep fake, right, and that everybody who's there live is in on it or whatever, like it doesn't matter what this guy does, right, or if he puts out something on his social media, they're going to say that it's a deep fake rigged by an algorithm, artificial intelligence, all that other bullshit, um, you know, and, and you know, the, the sick part are the people out there, you, you owe us proof that you aren't dead right right Right? i'm like no that you are who you are because no i mean there are people who have flat out he you know that that picture that he tweeted out of him standing next to the mural of him right right and he's wearing like there's a a a company like a a clothing brand that he's promoting with the puffy coat that he you know he's trying to promote or whatever. Um. But there are people, if you look below it, it's his tweet. And they're just like, you owe us an explanation. We demand that you 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 go live and everything else. And it's just like the insanity of all this. And there are people who are actual fucking doctors, right? Like actual doctors who are saying that there's no way that he could be alive and that that has to be a body double and blah, 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 blah. Maybe he's not dead, but that definitely wasn't him at the game. And it's like, that he was in the lock like do you know like <laughs> do you know what you're dealing with in an NFL locker room if you honestly think that they could pull push some guy in there that wasn't Demar Hamlin and get all f- 53 guys and the whole coaching, coaching staff, staff yeah. and training staff and medical staff and media security, security and fucking hot dog vendors all on the same page to say that that was really Damar Hamlin and not a clone or a body double or whatever. But if it's a clone, right, then wouldn't it
1: look the same? I don't know. Fuck, right? Like, what are we doing, Steve? <laughs> and this is the sort of thing where if I didn't see multiple people tweeting this, I would go, okay, some clown said this stupid thing. But I, sadly, if I went to one of the restaurants or bars we've been talking about, and asked people one on one if you if you led them into I think Demar Hamlin was actually actually died if you started with this theory I wouldn't even do this. Here's uh, the problem: if I I have to too many people
0: to agree with you, but go ahead. My problem is if someone actually said this to me in person in real life, it would take. Damn near every fiber of my being, not to just slap the shit out of them. Like <laughs> I can't, I don't have the patience to deal with that level of just complete and utter stupidity. And what's even more absurd is the level of confidence in which people are talking
1: about this. And and how stupid you are right. for falling for the government. And, and narrative. just the arrogance of just like yep. you know you, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the,
0: the you're the sheep, you're the dipshit. Like yeah. if you if you buy that this guy. Is alive. You, you man are drink are drinking the Kool Aid. Like, are you yeah, out of you your know, fucking mind? You, like, you, and you've yes, just,
1: you've convinced me not to do what I just described because yes. A, someone will hear it and think I'm being serious and want me to join their militia. Like, hey, I heard you know the truth. Meet us behind the Cone King at um, you know midnight, and we'll unleash our plans to kidnap the Stop. mayor of Saskatchewan or whatever. <laughs> I, that's I was I was gonna Fantastic. say a I was gonna say a real person did yeah, a real thing. I'm like, if I do this now, yeah, I'm you gotta fucking be careful. algorithm. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> fucking insane, and it's not. If it was one in a million people, I would go. I don't care. Right. But it's way too easy to get shit like this to go around, and this is so absurd because this is something we all saw. Everything that happened, and um, all right. I just I, I it's
0: just like guys, like. You know how impossible it is to keep any sort of secret, right? right? Like we can't even keep it didn't fucking on the fly like we that. We can't even keep confidential records in the White House. <laughs> I mean, like, and that is an honest to God statement. We spent fifteen minutes on it ago, twenty minutes ago, right? Right? Like, come the fuck on! Like, and you actually think
1: that they are able? To get, anyway. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're now part of the problem because we are now debunking something that should be debunked by, come on. Um, but real quick, I want to talk about this. Um, Marcus Stokes had a scholarship offer at the University of Florida. Are you familiar with the story? Okay, well then I was afraid you were going to try to walk me into a white splaining moment so I'm going to tell you what happened and then I, I'd really like your opinion. So Marcus Stokes... Was a highly recruited quarterback who is white, recruited by the University of Florida. Someone released. Wait, what, what's that? <laughs> he's Marcus, white? Marcus Stokes is white. That's Well, that becomes relevant to the story. <laughs> okay. Because he was videotaped singing. And I asked that because of the name. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? You're, I thought the same thing, but Marcus Stokes is white, and he was in his car singing a rap song that included the word nigger. And he's video recorded saying that word, and his scholarship was revoked. Or his, or his offer was rescinded, whatever. Um, he has subsequently been offered other scholarships by other teams, including Albany State University, which is an HBCU. My question is, again, I'm not going to get walked into a whitesplaining thing, but this kid's singing a song. He used the word, and it cost him a chance to play at the University of Florida. I, I
0: mean, that's... I, I, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like the fact that he lost a scholarship over it. Um, you know, Josh Allen had a similar Josh Allen
1: tweeted stuff. He yeah. put stuff on record where was tweeting rap yeah. lyrics. That includes some... Uh, and, and, and look, this is...
0: You know, the easiest way to solve this is rappers stop using the word nigger in uh, your music and blah, 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 blah. Even right? that, no. But because the songs are out there and well, I don't want to sell every song. got, you know, 30 years of it, so what are you going to do? Like, I, I'm just saying, I think it's ridiculous... Um, I think if you want to reprimand him and make him say, make him do the dance, okay, fine. Um, You know, revoking the scholarship, is that the real reason? Or maybe you you second-guessed, you know, you... Is it an excuse? Is it an excuse? Maybe you found somebody better. I mean, because, listen, the recruiting game is a dirty game. And so I I don't know. Like, this just sounds like such a... (sighs) Uh, uh, it's just, it's, it's an overreaction. But then at the same time, in 2023, um, I, look, I've got two nephews that have gone through the recruiting process. One just, you know, committed to Michigan. Um, and it was a huge deal, right? And let me tell you, D the, the way he had to approach it and, and you know, my sister and, and, and everything else, like it's high level shit. These kids know what's on the line. They know what's 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 riding on it, and they the, some of these kids already like even you know even even my nephew DJ like he, he knows how like he's been interviewed and and I have I coach yeah I coached him up on on how to approach some of these things absolutely, but it's not just me. It's other coaches sure. and, and people in the community. Like this this whole process of going from high school to college football is a business. Yeah. And a lot of these kids approach it as such like because it is because now you've got NIL money out there, right? Where they can go out and get money for their name, Im- image and likeness yep. and they don't have to worry about NCAA sanctions. These kids are starting to understand even though people are losing their shit over it. How do we give these little nigga athletes money? But the reality is is that these kids now understand and approach it as a business. So, kind of I kind of I think it's shitty, but at the same time, Marcus, Stokes, um, it's just so weird that that's a white kid. <laughs> um, I mean, it, part of it because Stokes, like, you know, like Stokes is, you know, sure. uh, first black mayor of Cleveland, all that other stuff, uh, or wait, no, was he first black judge? I oh, either way. All right. No large else, black. No one else knows either. So large large black guess. figure in, in the city of Cleveland. Um, but it, you know, and then the first name Marcus, and you put it together, it's just odd that it's a white guy. But the point is, is some of this is on him because you, um, if you're getting recruited by the University of Florida, then then this is this is big time, and sure. so um, that is unfortunate. Uh, but you. you <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like, this is a fucking big business, and they're looking for any little reason to, to to keep you out, and you just learned a hard fucking life lesson. And I get he shouldn't have to. It's just music, not that big. Okay, well, apparently he was big enough of a deal. The, and yeah. this isn't the first. He's not the first one. Like I said, this happened with
1: Josh Allen. There are other people who've had to deal with this. Jake Fromm got caught with an email that said just save suppressors for rich white people or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean th- that was an actual dumb thing to say. Josh Allen was tweeting lyrics that came out like 2 days before the draft, and you had to wonder who was trying to sabotage him. So that's but, kind but of But Josh here. Allen though, he didn't tweet it before like he tweeted he, it in high school. It was like when he was in
0: high school or junior yeah. high school or something out like and then it comes out, so like, yeah, somebody trying to sabotage him. But I mean, I think 1 University of Florida overreacted or they used that as a as an excuse as a front because they wanted to recruit somebody else. Or they all of a sudden didn't like him for some, uh, some football-related reason. Uh, but either way, I think that was that's a bad look on the University of Florida. But to all these young athletes out there, like you, you if, you're, if you're a white athlete and you're especially going in to play football or basketball or whatever, you better watch these TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram reels, videos that you put out there. But because, he like, didn't they, put it out there. It doesn't matter. He was, reco- he was oh, in he his was-
1: car singing. And someone recorded him. Okay, um, so, so that that's I,
0: harder, you, <laughs> but even still, he had to have noticed that the person was recording. If you're in a car, for fuck's sake, like I, all I'm saying is, like you got, like look, you you got to be extra careful because everything is on the line. Right, it just it just is. Right, right. It's different for these kids, and even when I like, you know, I I mean, I I was going through this process twenty fucking years ago, twenty plus years ago. You didn't have nearly, you you didn't have social media, you didn't have camera phones, you didn't have any of that shit. Right, scary to say how old I am, but it is. But and you're older, but still, um, that wasn't a jab. It's just the truth of where we're at. So it was it was a whole different game, and even then. Like I was walking on, I remember walking on eggshells going through the recruiting process. Now part of the issue was that I was going applying, to, West point, I was applying yeah. to West Point, and that needed to be a viable option. So there were there there were all sorts of concerns there for me. But still, like you had the horror stories of, of you know guys losing scholarships before they even got to campus because they did something stupid, got charged with a crime or whatever. And that was more along the lines of what we were thinking. But now this is evolved and blown up to the point where you have to know that now everything is a test. Everything is being watched. Like, there's cameras everywhere. These kids know it, and they they, they, they feed into it. I guarantee you this kid has an Instagram account, a YouTube page, a Twitter sure. account, all this other stuff. And he probably had a blue check. He probably got a blue check when he was early. He probably, he maybe has an ideal already signed up. Like, so you've got to know it's a high-stakes game. And I'm sorry these kids got to grow up so fast, but you do. So as much as I, I, I think University of Florida fucked up um, or it's a bad look or however you want to say it, he fucked up. Um, I do feel bad for him. It's not even, this isn't about race or whatever. Hip hop is so ingrained in our culture and I know it burns the assholes of white people everywhere, but it just is right. Songs that came out when I was in high school that people were like literally having congressional meetings about are now the lead-in for fucking cartoons and commercials all over, right? I'm sorry, hip-hop is here to stay, and it's a major part of the American fabric. And some of it, there's really bad words, there's misogynistic behavior, there's violence, there's the use of the term nigga, nigger, and everything else. And these kids are going to sing it. But you still got to understand, kids, the spotlight's on. And you gotta be—you're responsible for your own actions, no matter what. And I'm sorry, this is a hard lesson you gotta learn. But Marcus, you had to learn it. Okay. I mean, I think it's
1: a really weak move by the University of Florida. It is. It's
0: absolutely um, weak. But now I gotta go to all these kids and say, look, you guys, yeah, guys, mean, you have to be fucking careful. He is a test. He's a prime. You hold him up. You're like, listen, especially these white kids who, like, if they're around, like, if they got a lot of black guys on their team, or they listen to a lot of rap and all that stuff in the locker room. Like, be careful what you're recording. Be careful what you're saying. Because you don't know who in the locker room's got a, got their phone up recording or whatever. Not because they're out to hurt you, right? But they just want to put it up on their social media. And then right. all of a sudden, right, like, a, a part comes on, a song, and you you get the spotlight. And everybody's like, go, 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 white boy, go, white boy, go, right? And you lose your shit, and you go off, right? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, wait, 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 hold up. What did you just say? Right? And then it becomes a national story. Then you lose your scholarship. And I'm sorry, that fucking sucks. Right? Like, you're in the locker room. You should be able to do your thing in there. But if it's going to cost you a scholarship,
1: is it worth it? If if, if, If I understand it correctly, he was in a vehicle being filmed by someone from outside the vehicle singing a song. Now, yes, he used that word. And this is where I know I said this a million times. Context is everything. There's nothing about that action that makes me think there's anything wrong with this kid. No. But yet... It, it cost him no, a scholarship. I mean,
0: no, there are people, there are white, or there are black people or progressives out there that are going to lose their shit over oh, and say absolutely. that, that, that he, sh- he, he should lose his scholarship and he's already yeah, since I and all guarantee that's being said. And to all those people, just, I, I, I don't even have time for you. Um, but the lesson here is, you know, especially to these white athletes, like, you, you got to be careful. I'm sorry, we're not there yet where everybody's just cool with everything and they understand hip hop, right? Like, and some of it too is like some people don't want to and they want to use this against you so you just like wait, yeah. and that's black white or other they want, they want to use this type of shit against you and you have to know
1: the various the various enemies that you have sure. out there yeah to your point someone filmed this someone made sh- you know it wasn't like they showed it to their buddies and say look here's uh, Marcus Stokes you know singing NWA they got it out there to, to hurt this kid and it worked maybe it was what's that connection we are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter and we're done <laughs>